Today's podcast is coming from the treadmill. That's right. I recorded while I was walking, doing my cardio. I just felt like doing it. So sound quality is not the best. Don't hate on it. It's good information. It's optimal health for your brain and your body. How can you do it? Some of the most obvious things are easy to overlook, like getting your sleep right. There's many things about getting your sleep right that matter that people don't even look at. Waking in the morning, certain things that matter, getting naps, cold and hot exposure, cold therapy, saunas, learning to relax. People are so stressed out and anxious now. What are all the ways you can relax? Working out, doing cardio, stretching, weight training. You need to fit it in. And then a hobby or passion project for peace in your life, for lust, for passion, something that makes you want to get up every day. All right, listen in. Here we go. Doing a podcast from the treadmill. This is true multitasking. And today I have numerous things to cover about how to optimize your mental and physical health. Now, this is going to be the general, just bare minimum that you should focus on plugging in some of these things to make your life better. Not every little last detail to optimize your life because I could spend three hours talking to you about it and not cover everything. I'm talking about like just like maybe the main factors that really are going to make a huge difference in your life if you pay attention to them. So let me go ahead and share those with you. I would say number one on the list is get your sleep right. If you're not paying attention to getting your sleep right, you're missing out on so much. Your body takes care of replenishing itself, turnover of your cells, consolidation of your memories, just in general your hormones that you need to be replenished. All these good things in your metabolism are taking place. It's recharging your body. You're getting ready for the next day. There's just so much that sleep helps with. Your mood, uh, your energy. Getting that good deep sleep is so valuable. You don't want to miss it. So let's go over all the things that I can think of that will cover helping you out getting that great sleep. Lights out or blue blocker glasses an hour before bed. This helps you shift into the mode of going to sleep. A natural rhythm, your circadian rhythm, is cut off from operating correctly, releasing melatonin, doing all the things it needs to engage your body to shut down and allow you go going into the delta and theta wave of sleep that your brain needs to be in if you are staying stimulated by bright lights. Because if you are outside, there is no light. This is our biology. This is the way we're made. So 
if you're staying in an area with bright lights, if you're watching TV, if you are um, playing video games, whatever, you're on Facebook on your phone, all this stuff has negative impact on you generating melatonin and shutting down, going to sleep correctly, cortisol being produced in the morning. It's just going to mess up the whole method that your body needs to get sleep correctly. The beneficial deep REM sleep and deep sleep that you need to regenerate and get the maximum from your sleep. So think about cutting out lights and think about possibly if you can't get away from your screens, you like to watch a little TV before bed, which, hey, I do it. I'm breaking the rules, but here's one thing I do. Blue blocker glasses. Maybe you don't even have the money to get blue blocker glasses. Do you got a pair of sunglasses? Anything to block some form of the blue light spectrum that's coming off of these bright lights or TVs or your telephone or whatever it is that is stimulating your brain to believe that the sun is out. Do what you have to. Now, for me, I like to settle down at night after I've had dinner, watch a little TV, and that's what I do before I go to sleep. So I have just added the blue blocking glasses in to cut that screen off from interrupting the pattern of release of melatonin and all the things to stabilize me and get me ready to go into that sleep mode. So once I started doing it, I noticed put them on, my glasses on about an hour before I want to go to bed, I start to get where I'm nodding off. It works. It seems goofy, but it's real. There's scientific studies behind it, so think about that. Another thing, having a cool sleeping environment. Have you ever noticed you're miserable if it's hot? I can't sleep if I'm hot, if I'm sweating, sticky. It becomes a little bit more of a project to figure this out when you got a family or somebody else isn't operating at the same metabolism that you are. You know what I mean? Uh, but the main thing is what I've seen from sleep studies and what I go by is a cool sleep environment for most people is around 65 to 68 degrees. That's the optimal temperature. So get into that cool area, wear the kind of clothes you need, make sure your covers are right, and then if you can't get the proper adjustment with your temperature like you want, there's even things like mattress toppers called the Uller or Eight Sleep that can be adjusted to give you the proper temperature. They even have some that have thermostat on them that will adjust throughout the night to maintain your body to the right temperature that you want to be at and then warm up when it's time for you to get up and some of them even vibrate to be your alarm to wake you up so you don't wake up the other person next to you in bed. I mean, there's some freaking awesome technology now that can help assist you with sleep if you want to look into this. So those are other ways to help cool you off. Think about that to sleep better. Next, try to finish eating one to two hours before bed. 
Because if your body is digesting a whole bunch of food right before you go to sleep, then lots of blood flow is directed towards your stomach and intestines and digestion. And you may think you're going to sleep better. Oh, it helps knock me out. But if you're digesting a big meal right before you're falling asleep, that's taking away your body from doing repair functions consolidating things in your brain, releasing hormones, doing all the functions that it needs to do while you're in that shutdown sleeping mode. Instead, it's focusing on digestion, and it's going to actually interrupt your sleep. You won't get into that deep sleep and REM sleep like you should. That's so healing and revitalizing. Okay, so there we, get, we went over sleep. Very, very important. Lots of people don't even think about how it affects their life. It's huge. Try and make adjustments with some of the tips I just threw out there. When you wake the next morning, sunlight exposure is very important. It's very helpful for your circadian rhythm. It's very helpful for uh, that cortisol burst that you need in the morning to get going. Lots of people get their cortisol burst from caffeine, which is coffee, or your bangs, or red lines and energy drinks, pills, all that kind of crap that people take. Of course, natural is always better. Sunlight exposure is extremely healthy and good for you. You can look up studies on that if you want to, but I'm telling you, I've looked into it. Try and get sunlight exposure first thing in the morning if you can. Super healthy and good for you. And the sunlight in general is super healthy for you unless you're in a environment where you're out exposed to it all the time and you're going to get burned or get skin cancer. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about early morning getting that sunlight. Okay, and if you don't have that opportunity, maybe you have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. There is no sun up yet. Well, go to whatever part of the house you need to where it won't disturb somebody and flip on as much light as you can. Bright lights in an interior is going to stimulate certain responses like the sun would. Not as well, but it does work. And don't knock if it's cloudy outside. Even cloudy conditions give you more healthy UV than being inside. And also don't count I'm sitting near a window drinking my coffee. Windows in your vehicle or your house and stuff like that alter the UV spectrum. That whole light spectrum is broken up, it's modified, it's not the same as it is when you go outdoors and get into the sun. So just think about that for your circadian rhythm to help balance out your body operating better in the morning. It's very healthy. If you look into it, you'll find plenty of studies that are backing up what I'm saying. You get very tired during the middle of the day. Say you're one of those people, maybe you work at home or you have a flexible position at your job where you could possibly take a nap. Naps are good. Naps are healthy. If you can take 30 minutes up to a maximum of 90 minutes in the middle of the day, that's all you want. Too much will end up making you have repercussions where you're sluggish or you won't be able to go to sleep that night. So... Maybe you do it. That's fine. Just make sure if you're taking naps, something that isn't going to ruin your nighttime effort of getting good sound sleep, because that is more important. 
If you're screwing up your nighttime sleep, then don't do it. It's not worth it. Okay. Cold and hot exposure. Now we're going to talk about some things that are little micro traumas, good traumas, good things that add some um, difficulty to your life. Because certain things that are difficult, like cold, hot exposure, talking about like cold therapy or sauna therapy, you know, things like that, um, cryotherapy, saunas, um, ice baths, cold showers, things of this nature. Okay, cold and hot exposure. Five to ten minutes. Three to five times a week. That is the minimal dose to see maximum health benefits. So, But you can get more health benefits if you can do it more throughout the week and for longer duration. So it improves your overall health, improves your mental and physical benefits, raising your resilience in both categories, especially in um, heart function, vascular function. You're having issues in those areas or you just want to improve the function, lessen your chance of heart attack or having health risks later on, improve your vascular and heart function now, and uh, burn body fat. There's just so many good things about the cold and hot exposure, increasing your mental toughness, your resilience against things that make you say, I want to get the fuck out of here. Because most of the time you jump into cold water, what do you think? You turn on a cold shower, you jump. Oh, fuck. You just want to get away. Immediately, you want to run. And when you get into a hot sauna, I mean, once you're sitting there about five minutes, you're like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Your mind starts telling you to flee. Get out of here. This is going to kill us. So you actually make yourself tougher, stronger, more resilient by forcing yourself to sit in the uncomfortable situation. Stay in the pain. Build those calluses in your mind like you do on your hands from picking up weights or doing work. It's a real thing. Okay, next on the list. Relax. Taking care of relaxing in life is very important. Lots of people are highly anxious these days or super stressed out over life in general. The pressure of raising a family or working too many hours or your family's driving you insane or your girlfriend or boyfriend or your boss. It doesn't anything. Let me give you some tips for relaxation. Look into any meditation. There's so many different forms of meditation. They are scientifically proven to work. This builds control over your mental function. So the more control you have over using your mind, controlling your mind, it's just like a muscle. The more you go do bicep curls daily, weekly, whatever it is, whatever the schedule, you're going to start seeing that bicep get more defined. It's going to start getting larger, more impressive. So the same thing with your mind. The more you practice using your mind with meditation, the more you have control over it. Breath work. Lots of people don't even know about breath work. Look into Wim Hof and the amazing things he can do with focused breath work and meditation. 
The main thing is breath work that he teaches, tumult breathing. It's amazingly powerful. He's broken like 40 Guinness Book of World Records by using his breathing techniques. He's taught plenty of other people. He still teaches other people. The military uses breathing techniques, box breathing. Navy SEALs use it. Breath work can calm you down. It can focus you. It can help you enter a meditative state. It can do so many things quickly and with not a lot of effort, like double inhales, breathing in, and then right when you're going to stop breathing in, one more quick inhale because it opens up the areola, the air sacs in your lungs, expanding how much air you can take in, and then very slowly exhaling as slow as you can. Then do another double inhale. You're doing it like that, just as an example, if you could hear me doing the breathing. So do one of these, do five of these, can instantly help you out if you're having an anxiety attack, a panic attack, or if you just need to calm yourself down. The scientific studies validating double inhale with slow exhales is amazing. Or box breathing. Count four on your inhale, hold four seconds, blow out, exhale four seconds, hold four seconds. Repeat the process, four, 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 box breathing. Okay, that's something you can think about. This is just controlling your central nervous system very rapidly. Hypnosis. There's lots of hypnosis applications out there. This is another form of, in my mind, meditation. Some people are highly hypnotizable, others aren't. I'm not talking about stage hypnosis where you cluck like a chicken or strut around acting like a moron on stage for everybody to laugh at. Hypnosis is real, scientifically proven, it works. Certain people are more susceptible than others. It's something you can try. Look into it on YouTube. Look into some of the applications that are out there. Um, I would highly suggest looking into Andrew Huberman, the Huberman Lab podcast, or his uh, YouTube Huberman Lab. Andrew Huberman is an expert neurologist. Um, I believe he works at Harvard, but he just had an episode recently on hypnosis, talking with one of the top scientists that does these studies on hypnosis in the world. And you can learn more about it and what's scientifically proven and validated about how it can help you. Look into binaural beats. Never heard of that? It's this crazy phenomenon. If you put on a set of headphones with binaural beats, which would be maybe 100 megahertz in your right ear, 104 or 5 megahertz in the other ear. It's a slight variation creating almost a rhythmic sound. Sometimes you can't even hear the difference between them. It almost sounds like a solid tone, but it brings the hemispheres of the brain into sync at certain levels. So you can find binaural beats that will bring your hemispheres of the brain in sync for focus, in sync for calming you from anxiety. There's 
frequencies to put you to sleep. There's frequencies to raise your intensity. There's all sorts of different ones. I have an application I use for this, and I bought lots of binaural beats because they work. Look into pink and white noise. Look into nature sounds. These can be very relaxing. You can use them for sleep. You can use them in the background while you work if you need to relax. So look around. Lots of times when we are in anxiety and stressful situations, your focus narrows. Your vision, it narrows. The central nervous system starts going through the roof, producing adrenaline, making you stressed out, cortisol's dumping. Look around. Panoramic view, out the sides of your gaze, up and down. Look around. It breaks you out of that anxious, stress, narrowing, focused pattern and hijacks the central nervous system, making it reduce, release the adrenaline and cortisol. So you can lower that by using this little simple trick of the panoramic view. Look around. So there's a couple of different tips to help you relax. Think about those. Can you incorporate one of them, just one, into your daily habits? Maybe you don't do it daily. Maybe you do it two or three times a week just to help out relaxing your body and getting deeper, more relaxed than you normally do when you have time off to chill. Or maybe you need to learn to relax to go to sleep better. Whatever way you want to use any of these methods, they, they all are helpful for anything you need to relax for. All right, working out. I'm a huge proponent of working out. Anybody that knows me knows that working out is paramount for me. I have to have it. It's like a drug. That sounds crazy, right? Working out, being like a drug? Well, I'm pretty well obsessed with it. I've done it since I've been about 16 years old, 42 now. So I've never stopped. And anybody that knows me knows that I will not quit. At first, it started out as an obsession when I was younger to put on muscle mass because I was a skinny, bony little runt. Very fast, very good with coordination and sports, but I had no muscle behind me. So the working out started for the egotistical reasons that lots of men pick up weights for. But later on, I found out the mental benefits that you get from working out. Now, there's so much that goes into working out for your benefits in health, mentally and physically, and it's not just weight training. It can be cardio. It can be stretching. Now, for me, I do all three of these six times a week, sometimes even seven. So you might think that's crazy, but I'm a pretty damn healthy guy. I eat pretty damn healthy, and I work out on a regular basis. And the results show in my physique at 42 years old, my health. I can take off bolt running down the street if I need to. I can pick up hundreds of pounds off the ground if I need to. I'm fit. I'm very flexible. I can bend down and touch my toes. Can you? You should be able to. Can you squat down? 
and not feel like you're going to die or even maintain your balance without falling over. A lot of people have problems with that. Well, if that is you, then you need to think about working out. Like I said, cardio, stretching, or weight training. 30 to 60 minutes, three to five times a week, minimum dose. This could be walking around the block. Like that's one thing. Every day around between five and six, I try and go for a walk around my block, around my neighborhood. Even though I've probably already worked out and done cardio. Why do I do it again? Just, it's good for me. Why not? It's great for your body. It's great for your mind. So there's so many ways I'm just influencing you. Get into a yoga practice. Get into doing anything. Going for uh, shooting hoops at the local park with your kids or your best friend. Or There's so many things you can get into that physically will get you involved doing something that will make your health and your mental fitness better. This is the main reason I got hooked on doing things physical was because of the mental benefits, the endorphins that are released. Because I've had problems throughout my life with anxiety issues. I get a huge relief from that from working out, the endorphin release. So these are things that are very important. And above and beyond everything, it's going to extend your life by taking care of your body. If you don't use your body, you will lose it. There's a point where you're not invincible and in your 20s anymore, or teenage years. You start getting into your 30s and 40s, you start noticing muscle starts going away, fat starts coming on easier. If you don't use that body, you're going to lose it. Use it and maintain it as long as you can. It'll help you have more muscle, better body composition, which is lower body fat, basically, lower insulin levels, better insulin response. These are all things that help when it comes to diabetes. You might even be able to get off your diabetes medications if you start taking care of your physical health. It's amazing what it does to your control over sugar intake. Whether you have sugar or not, Insulin is still going to be involved with carbohydrates and their digestion. So your response to carbohydrates is dramatically different when you work out and take care of yourself. It improves your tendon strength. You need your tendons to be strong. You don't want them to get pulled or snapped. Bone density as you get older gets to be a problem. So especially with weight training, bone density is extremely improved. But even with cardio and other things like that, it will improve your bone density. Way more than sitting on your ass or doing nothing but just your daily habit of work. You'll have better heart and vascular health. You'll lower your central nervous system response to stress and anxiety. And of course, like I mentioned, it releases endorphins from your brain. That will improve your mood. Not only that, they can be natural painkillers. Endorphins do lots of dramatic, miraculous things. The reason we have these receptors throughout our body that these endorphins connect to 
is what pharmaceutical companies found out about with the uh, opiates. They could throw their opiates at these endorphin receptors, and what do you know? They work. Weed hits these. Anxiety drugs hit these. There's lots of things that connect to these receptors, but we have them because we can actually produce our own drugs. Our mind can if we do the right things. Working out is something that produces these. And, of course, the last thing I'll mention is mobility. The older you get, the less flexible, the less mobile you get. This gets very important once you get around the age of 40, 50, 60. You notice when you twist to, like, maybe grab your seatbelt buckle, it's not as easy as it used to be. Maybe you throw out your back or bending over tying your shoes or grabbing that box off the floor and you get an injury from it. Maintain your mobility or get more mobile by physically doing things that cause you to have to have more mobility. Working out at the gym will make you be more mobile. Doing cardio will make you be more mobile, will increase your mobility. And, of course, the best is actually doing some kind of functional stretching. Active stretching, static stretching, all these things increase your mobility. Definitely consider big time, including some form of a workout plan into your life at least three times a week. If you get crazy and want to do it six or seven times a week, be like me, and you'll really get some great benefits. Okay, this may seem a little bit off the beaten path, but it should be mentioned. Have a hobby or a passion project. We all have to go to work, right? Maybe you're one of the lucky few out there making money doing the actual thing that you love. Well, you'd probably be the 1% or less of human beings in the world doing that. So good for you. Most just don't have that kind of luck. So find a little time to put some effort into something you love doing. Me, personally, I love doing this podcast and helping other people and spreading good information, entertaining people, whatever this does for you. It gives me back something. I enjoy doing it. I get positive feedback from people. So, and it's fun. Being a creator, create something. Another thing I love doing is artwork, digital, drawing. I get on Fiverr and sell my service. You can try doing that. Or I put stuff on Redbubble, on T-shirts and shower curtains and pillows. Try doing something artistic that you might love doing. You like music? Hey, me too. I'm not doing my music as much as I used to. I used to be in a band in my 20s. Now I don't pick it up as much anymore, but I still do music. I do it with my podcast. I do intros and extros and slice and cut up stuff and piece it together on a uh, digital audio workstation. I learned how to do that stuff in my younger years, being in a band and, you know, recording stuff and playing guitar and trying to learn how to use an equalizer and control all the different parts from the low end to the high end in the middle. This is passion project. This is hobbies. This is what I'm talking about. It's super awesome for you to find something to put effort into that you love doing. It increases your purpose. 
and your love for living. It develops skills and your character as a human being. It'll make you feel more complete, and it helps you find this flow state that everyone seems to be talking about and nobody can find. You want to find that flow state? Well, go after something you love doing. Dig your heels in. Focus. You, it, it's like time dilates. That's what the flow state is. When you get into doing something you love, you lose track of time. You just, you're fucking there in the moment. You're just enjoying every bit of it. What in your life do you do? What can you think of? And if you can't think of anything, go back to when you were a child. What did you love doing when you were 8 years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old, whatever? Just think about what is it? Maybe it's something you've never done. I would love to learn how to be a pilot. Well, look into what it takes to get your pilot's license. How many flying hours do you need? Do you got the money to invest in that? Start going and getting with a teacher and going up learning how to fly. Seriously, I know people who've done it. Maybe that's what's going to get you off. You always had a fascination in it. Maybe you want to direct movies. Learn how to get a camera and start directing and making the, the right shots and find a school to get into to doing it. Find a group that's like meetup, uh, meetup.com. Get on there and find people that are interested in doing it. Get on Facebook and ask people. Do it in your spare time and get better at it. You might find that you just love it so damn much you're going to direct a movie someday. Maybe you'll even make it big. Do artwork. Hell, maybe your hobbies, video games. Share that with other people. Maybe do one of these things where you're online broadcasting it. And you talk to other people and you get to make a click of friends that are doing this. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is just whatever your thing is, from video games to being an expert at shopping for deals to doing artwork to music to directing movies to flying airplanes, whatever it is that excites you. Maybe it's fighting. Maybe it's boxing, MMA. Maybe it's being a trainer and training other people at the gym. I'm just throwing out tons of just ideas, just whatever's on the top of my head. If it gets you into that flow state, if it moves you, if it makes your heart thump, if you feel like it's a gift from the creator of this universe that you have, not everybody in this world has this passion, but you do, and no matter what, you love doing it, and nobody has to pay you a dime, and you'll do it. Go after it. Do it in your spare time, get lost in it, experience that passion and that joy and that lust for living that it gives you, and maybe find a way potentially to monetize it, like I have done with some of my art and even this podcast. I love doing these things, and I'm finding ways to make money on the side doing it. So that is it for my tips and tricks to optimize your mind and your body in your everyday life. There's tons of other things you can do, but if you go over this list that I've shared with you, I promise you, plug in some of these things. From the going to sleep at night to the waking in the morning, 
maybe naps in the afternoon, whatever it is. There's so many things we talked about. There's the cold and hot exposure. Look into cryotherapy, look into saunas, relaxing. Are you an anxious person? Are you stressed out? Find ways to use some of the modalities that I shared with you to relax. Take it easy, lower your stress, lower your anxiety. It's great for your central nervous system. You'll live longer, you'll be healthier for learning to relax. Work out, find something, some way to do cardio, stretch, or weight train. And then don't forget about the last little one that I threw in there, the hobby passion project. Find something you wanna invest your spare time in that moves you, fills you full of joy. And then find some money if you can. Maybe it could turn into your way of earning a living. All right, love you guys, I'm out. That's the end of this one. I'm gonna finish up my cardio session. Ha <laughs> ha! Two birds, one stone, motherfucker! Okay, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining in. Appreciate it, as always. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review it. Um, pass it along to somebody that you think would enjoy it. Yes, share it with your family and friends or whoever, coworkers. And if you do love this podcast enough that you can't stand getting it for free, it's too much value. You just got to give back somehow to the dude putting on the show. Well, look for the link below where you clicked on to go to this podcast. In the description of the podcast, there will be a link at the bottom where you can support the podcast for as low as a dollar a month up to $10 a month. Anything you would donate can just keep this boat floating and I would greatly appreciate it. So thank you. And as always, I'll catch you on the next one. Take care out there. Bye. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. Email me. Contact.